Jordan back here again with Starting a Startup. Man, I gotta tell you guys, this has been an interesting experience by doing this podcast. You know, when I first went into this, I was thinking that this was going to be uh, something pretty simple. You just kind of talk to the microphone, but as you get more and more into it, it makes it it's kind of difficult having a conversation with just yourself. So hopefully, while I'm going through this stuff, you guys are gleaning some things from it and uh, learn a little bit, and it's not too ridiculous. I'm just gonna apologize. The last podcast had horrible reverberation, and I'm really hoping that I got it a little bit fixed here, and we're gonna make it a little bit better as I go on. But this is definitely a learning experience. It is not as easy as I thought it would be, but I am extremely glad I'm doing it. Guys, I've gotten a lot of feedback from people that uh, they, they're really enjoying some of the content, but there's some things that I, I think I need to give some more um, advice about, things that you're probably experiencing right now. Um, so hopefully if you're listening to this, you know that uh, this is a podcast about, I'm starting a company, uh, I've got a couple friends that are doing it with me, um, and it's we're, we're doing an electric indoor karting track, and we're trying to bring some additional entertainment to it. Well, it's a brick and mortar, it's got some technology that's getting built for it, um, we're, we've got a uh, large investment, we're going through loans, things like that, um, negotiating leases and getting investors, it's, it, it is... It's got a little bit of everything that you might be able to run, you might run into into your business outside of like the legal stuff because that's different for pretty much any business. But um, kind of what I'm doing is I'm talking about what I'm experiencing day to day, week to week as I go through this and trying to talk to it. And hopefully somebody picks something up from this. Hopefully they learn a little bit that uh, might save them some time, some effort. Because I know when I was first starting, I had a hard time trying to figure this stuff out. Um, but Guys, today, one of the things, or the, the main thing I want to talk to today is, it, it's something that I kind of do internally to myself. Often I kind of think about these people in the world about, you know, kind of at a higher level or, you know, they might have a different perception than I do or like, I, I guess it's, it's kind of difficult to explain. But when I think about these large, uh, these people that started these huge companies, I'm always thinking that they are, they're people who are going to be very difficult to talk to, to get in front of, to have the conversation, they're gonna be insanely judgmental. And God, the more and more I do it, the less and less I see that that's actually the case. And I, I kind of realize that this is kind of something I think's in my head. You know, when everybody that's started their own business or really doing anything successful, they're just like you and I. They are no different. They're they're intelligent, they're driven, and they're determined, and probably the, la the latter of the two more than anything. Think about it this way. Think of so, just a couple businesses in your local town, and not businesses that you might you know, aspire to be or whatever, like ones you really hold up on a high level, but ones that are owned by people and you know, that, that maybe you've ran across. And I can confidently say most business owners that I've ran into, I'm like, man, how is this guy even in business? How is he making money doing this? Do they even understand this? You know, which makes me feel good about myself. But then I think of these guys with these really successful businesses that, you know, you know, I, I've, I've got a close friend of mine who he 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 has a very successful automotive uh, an automotive and heavy truck company. And I mean, he is just driven to the T's. And honestly, if if I were to meet uh, had I not known him, what I know about him, having to meet him in, at first, I would be t intimidated because I'd, I would just assume that he's this insanely difficult, uh, difficult person to get on his level. And that, you know, I'm never going to be able to talk to him like that. And Guys, what I'm realizing is is that I'm getting into that role with some people and I don't feel like that. So when people come to me and they want to just talk to me about what I'm doing, what I'm experiencing, or even just want to spend time together, 
I'm very open. I'm interested in helping these people out. And what I'm realizing more and more is that the majority of people who are successful are like that. There are people who really just want to help see you be successful because most of the time they've probably been in your shoes. So there's a, a multiple different scenarios where I, I, I want to talk about this, but there, you know, I just got back, I took a trip with my family to Arizona and there is a cart track there that is just, I, I had heard by multiple people that it's just absolutely phenomenal. And before going there, I tried to kind of reach out to the owner of the company because I was hoping to get some time to talk with him. And I never got a response. So my perception going to this facility was, man, they don't want anything to do with me. This is, you know, I was kind of hoping for more. I was a little bit discouraged. I got there and, you know, I thought, you know what, I'm going to ask the question one more time and see if the guy's here, see if he's, if I can get an audience with him. So I asked, I said, hey, the, the, the gentleman's name was Scott. I said, is Scott in here today? And some guy, uh, one of the general managers, his name was uh, JP. He came from the back. He goes, are you Jordan? I said, yeah. He goes, man, I'm so sorry. I really wanted to get back to your email. We wanted to respond. We've been putting in these new barriers. It's been from 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. And we're, we've just been beaten. And I didn't respond. I'm sorry for that. And as we started talking, I mean, this guy taught me and showed me so much. And I realized, had I not asked that question and I just showed up or just assumed that, you know, maybe they didn't want anything to do with me, it would have been a very costly mistake. And what ended up happening is I went through and they just, they told me everything about their business. They gave me special treatment. They showed me their different offerings and they were so helpful with everything. And I, I could easily say, I saved $100,000 at least, at least to what our build out is by going and talking with these people. Because a lot of what I was thinking about doing and looking at doing, it was, honestly, it's things that they've done that they've been able to say, well, we tried that and this is what we ran into, you might not. I mean, they were insanely open-minded. And it got me to thinking about, you know, this is, this is a company that's being touted in my industry all around the United States and actually outside the United States worldwide about how great of a job they do with their business. And I realized that successful people understand that to be successful, you need to help raise others. So when you reach out looking to try to move up and they see that you actually have the fire to go after it, they are more than willing to help out. They really want to see that success in you. Now, they asked me, said, hey, out of respect, please don't open one up in our backyard. That's all we ask. There is nothing that could make me go against that. I gave my word to it and there's absolutely no doubt in my mind will I not allow myself to be in their competitive market after what they did for me. And so they're protecting themselves in that exact same sense by doing this. They're building a, a culture of, of people who are almost a following. So I have somebody I can aspire to with that. I have a business I can aspire to. And it, I mean, they had great experiences, but it got me thinking more as I was driving away, I was writing down notes of my experience, my visit, my immediate thoughts, because I want to be able to reflect on them and look at them as if they were just as fresh as could be. And as I was walking away from it, I started realizing that it's not just people who are successful, who own businesses, things like that. It's even your, your vendors. So I come from a sales position and I get it. You're going to have sales people knocking on your door all the time. But if you find that guy that's really hungry for your business, make him one of your advocates. Treat him like he is your best employee because he's probably going to be because he's not going to cost you shit and he's going to go to the ends of the earth to be able to make sure he's getting you the best deal and taking care of you. And I mean, it's, it's the, you know, the, the, the business that every single, like if, 
if I'm being sold to, and if I'm if I'm let's say I'm doing business with AutoZone, you know, I've done I've done business with them multiple times with my repair shop, and I have a and you know I constantly I'm always on time paying my bill. I'm always appreciative when they come in. When they go above and beyond, I send them some. Uh, I tell them to charge out energy drinks to my account or I'll send them some pizza. And these are people selling to me. And guys, there is no doubt in my mind, whenever I call them and I need something, they go to the ends of the world for me. And what did it cost me? A couple drinks and some pizza and maybe 30 minutes of my time in the sense of a month by thanking them for what they're doing and being actually appreciative. And I think back to me being in the sales role. So when I have these accounts that I walk into and they're just assholes to me and they expect the world, honestly, I'm not looking to just give it to them. I'm not looking to help them out. I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take care of them and make sure, but I'm going to take care of them enough to make them happy. And maybe that's shitty of me. Maybe that makes me a bad salesperson. But really, what I do know is that no salesperson treats their shittiest account as well as they treat their nicest account. That shitty account that might give you all the money in the world, you're really gonna struggle to want to help them out, to offer things. If they ask for it, you're sure shit gonna take care of it. But it's the when you want to do something for them, you realize there's benefit to them. You're gonna go and you're gonna give them everything you can, all the assistance you can, all the help, because that's really what makes a business good is by taking good care of your customers. There is people out there just like that. There are salespeople knocking on your your door that are genuine and wanting to help you, and you can open that door to a great relationship. Maybe they don't have shit that can help you. You know, right now we're talking to a couple different carding companies. And honestly, one of them, it, we, we've got three of them we're considering. One is just the outright leader in the market. They have the most cards out there. Everybody knows their name. I mean, they are like, it's the easiest to know for, or, or, or to jump right into. <laughs> and, but they're really kind of difficult to work with. They're the most expensive. You know, it's, it's difficult to make this, that decision directly for them. So we go to our mid-level one. Our mid-level one, insanely good customer service, super there for us, willing to take care of whatever we need, has helped us out a ton along the way. And don't get me wrong, both of these companies have helped us out along the way, but one has really continued that effort where the, the most expensive one seems to more just kind of tell us what they're gonna do and just not really make us a, a conversation with it and just think, apparently must think that we're stupid. And it, God, maybe we are, but that second one is just continuously encouraging, continuously follows up, is very positive, receives criticisms well. I mean, they, their customer service is the only thing keeping them on the track because honestly, their carts are not, they don't feel as good. And their carts are actually owned, the carting section of their company, by one of our largest competitors. They're, they're the Walmart of the carting industry, as one of my, uh, as Connor put it recently. Um, but, and I, and I won't say specifically who it is, but, I will say that, you know, if I buy cards from them, I'm supporting my biggest competitor. And is that something we want to do? Is this going to be something that could be, we could work together in the future for development? And, you know, maybe it's, maybe it could be a positive thing. I have to stay positive about it, but I also have to be cautiously optimistic. So what I'm getting at with that one is I'm telling you that these salespeople that are trying to sell you stuff or look, may be looking out for your best interest if you develop a relationship with them. They also might not be. It also might not be in your best interest. So you still got to ask the questions to yourself. But if you ask them the questions, do it in a positive manner. Like you're trying to solve it. Talk to them like a human being. Because they may just misunderstand what your needs are. So our third company is by far the least expensive. Fantastic technology. But they're not well established in the industry. And they have been supportive and a mid-level support. So they're still a key player. We've got three difficult decisions to work on. But 
honestly, out of two of those, we are we're con- heavily considering mostly because of the customer experience with it, with them actually seeming like they give a shit about helping us out. And the one, the only reason why we haven't outright went with them is because they don't have that. So when you're taking care of, let's say you're, you're building a business that where you're going to be doing sales and your people are going to be doing sales. You want to take care of the people that are super supportive, helpful, and a good relationship with you. Try to create that with the people that are trying to sell to you. Because at some point, they're either going to be an advocate for you, or they may be another salesperson for you, or they may be your competition. But if you're an advocate for the people around you, everybody, trying to make them better, trying to help them out, trying to see better ways to influence their lives, or... I mean, really give them what they're, what they're looking for as long as what they're looking for is the right thing. So if you have a salesperson showing up, have the conversation. You know, let them get in the door. Maybe it's not directly with you. Maybe you have to put a, a layer of separation. And you've got to teach. You've got to instruct your, your second. Your, you know, let's say your, your admin kind of filters out the good, the good salespeople from the bad. Let the admin be the litmus test. If they come in and they're just condescending to her because they want to talk to the owner, they're not giving her the light of day, then it sounds like they're probably there to just want to sell you something. But if after talking to them for a little bit, they see like they're you know, genuinely committed people or they have a good sales pitch, let's, let's just say they're just good people. When you have the conversation, you know you can trust them. Let them in the door. Talk with them. Find out what they have to offer. See what they, what they benefit from. If you guys can work together to benefit from it, it I mean they will go to the ends of the earth to give you everything. The first time a sale comes up with maybe a limited amount of product, you're going to get that phone call. The people who are just assholes, they might not get that phone call at all. And that's not saying that that's you know, what I do or what I advocate for or whatever to be a salesperson and not do that, but it's, a, it's just a human propensity, I believe, that you want to take care of the people that you like. And I think if you think about people who are political, they're moving up in society, they do that, they, they network well, that's really what it is, is they make those connections. Stop blocking away connections with people. At some point in your life, they may be an advocate for you. What, unless they're bringing you severe negativity, you shouldn't be blocking them out. And if they're bringing you severe negativity, take a look real quick and see if there's anything you can do to help because that's what you should be doing. If you're a good person, if you are a person who is going to be insanely successful in business, you're looking to help everybody around you because they will return the favor a thousand times, especially if they're not asking for help. They're doing something that they think is just gonna help you. If you are just pushing the help onto them, making sure you're there to do everything they can, not just when they ask for it, you're gonna have an awesomely successful business. And they're gonna do that same thing for you because we all desire that connection. We all want the people around us to be happy and it's gotta start with you. And if it does, they're going to be. And you'll weed out the people that you know aren't, they're, they're not there to sell you something, or they're just there to sell you something. They're not gonna help you. They don't give a shit about your needs. You're going to be able to smell them a mile away because you can do it right now in your life. If you can't, you wouldn't be starting a company. You wouldn't even be thinking about it. So you know when somebody's genuine. And when they are, befriend them. Get to know them. Actually spend time with them because it is going to be a fantastic thing. You are going to learn so much. Having that open mind when I went to Octane Raceway, man, they just, they had so many offerings. Things that I had never considered. Their layout was just gorgeous. And when I talked to him about what our business is going to be and how we're setting it up, it was supportive and they were very supportive of what the th- foresight was. They were, they, but they were also cautioning us. I mean, just 
that conversation, that relationship I was able to develop, I, I would do just about anything for those guys right now with how much they helped me out. So for that, I'm going to try to find a way to personally connect with this guy. Find a way to send him some way of, of making up for everything he gave me. Some token of my appreciation. Anything. Just something personal to say thank you so much for helping me out. Because had we not went there, we would have done different things with our build out. One thing, it, a good example. So we were looking at three conference rooms and we were thinking, okay, you know what, we're, we want to host these events. We want to have you know businesses come in and do their seminars and things like that. Well, we're, we were over at Octane Raceway and I was talking with JP and he said, guys, we, guys don't come here to have a four or five hour meeting. He's like, think of how often conference rooms go vacant in hotels. I mean, it's, it's a significant amount of the time. But they can get the revenue by all the people staying if they have that sales meeting. That's why they have it, because they could lose out on a lot of revenue from those people staying the night if they have their conferences. So he's like, you don't have anything additional with that. You could do a sales and whatnot, or you could do sell food and whatnot. He goes, but what we generally find out happens is that they come here and they want to do like a quick 15 minutes numbers update and then move on and enjoy the experience because we're entertainment. We are not a hospitality industry. So he says they come, they spend 15 minutes, they get the room, and they come out and they start eating food, playing arcade, racing on the cards, things like that. And, you know, they have a good time. He goes, so all those conference rooms that you'd be building aren't really going to ever get used, and you need to maximize every square foot of your facility for making money. And so, you know, that right there, so we can cut out two conference rooms immediately. And when we were thinking about these big events, he showed me these room dividers that they used. They were basically plant boxes that had caster wheels on them. He said, you know, small groups like to have a little bit of privacy. So you section off the tables a little bit. So, you know, they feel separate. You might have four tables in an area and it kind of works for the restaurant. And granted, we're not getting into the restaurant, but this still makes sense for groups of people being like being together. You know, they kind of want to have a little bit intimate. If it's this wide open area with a bunch of tables, it feels kind of awkward. It doesn't feel warm and welcoming and cozy. If you kind of box it in a little bit with some room dividers or plants and things like that, it gives a more intimate feeling and you're actually there with friends. So, you know, we, we were trying to figure out, okay, we can use these conference rooms for these big events like this and, um, you know, they'll, they'll have their own separate. We can have three separate groups. But what they did is they put these separation rooms on casters so that they could spread them out and they could make one big room. So let's say it is a company party of like 60 people. You have a room there dedicated for those 60 people because it's not like you can house more than 60 if all you have is room for 60 people, 60 in seating. So it doesn't waste that additional conference room. And, and I hope that makes sense. It, it does in my brain as I talk it through. But what it, what it made us realize was that we can, one, we learned about that sectioning and that privacy thing and, and that how the customer perceives that. Um, but also how we can maximize our space by making it so it can be manipulated, changed, or moved. And it really doesn't cost us that much money and it adds to the appearance. So, I mean, we're changing out the floor plan entirely. Plan entirely. Um, another thing the car track had, you know, we were setting up these briefing rooms because the people that we hired to be consultants say, oh, you need a briefing room, you need an equipment room and all these things. And, you know, we're looking at other car tracks and that's what they have. Well, this track just had a wall of helmets when you went to go get into the, into the carts and they had a television screen. So when you get in your cart, it tells you how to buckle, what to do, and all the rules. Well, I'm in my cart. I'm not talking to my friends now and missing some of the rules and what the flags mean if I'm being a dick and should be getting pulled off of track. I'm, I'm engaged. I'm a part of the process. So this eight-minute process, you know, normally they're only carts for eight minutes. They're in there for an additional four minutes. So they feel like they get more value, more seat time, and they're paying more attention to that, that safety video and you know, how, the instructions on how stuff works. 
Plus, we get to eliminate an entire briefing room, which is a, a entire room of build-out. Like, it's just, it's a monumental amount of savings. And I just, all I can say is, is go out there and just try to find some people that can be, be helpful to you. Don't assume people are just there to screw you or to be assholes to you. Assume positive intent with people because you have enough to be, uh, enough internally to be able to figure out if you have what it takes to, or, or if they have what it takes, if they're actually going to add value to your life or if they're j- there to just be a piece of shit. And honestly, if you don't have the ability to figure that out already as it is for the people in your life, you're not going to do very well going into business. That you're going to be one of those people that I, I just talked about earlier that you ask yourself, how the hell is this guy in business? So I hope that you guys got a chance to kind of really understand this, what I'm trying to say, understand that you know, people are people, they're no different than you and I, and you treat people who treat you well with the utmost respect and care. Do it for those people around you, regardless of what their position is, regardless of who they are, regardless of where they've been at in life, until they give you a reason not to.